I'm Luke Castle. Welcome to The Call Sheet, your podcast for Michigan's filmmaking community. Today we have Jesse Jensen and Joshua Lutley in the studio for Season 1, Episode 7. But first, some community announcements. First up, congratulations to writer and director Adam Ramier and his casting crew from Dinner in America, which was recently accepted in the 2020 Sundance Film Festival. Executive producers O'Grady and Bill Stearns were even interviewed by the Detroit Free Press with the headliner of the article being Detroit Makes Its Mark. We sure have. Let's keep up the good work. Darren Brown announced his red carpet premiere of The Users will be on January 4th at the Bel Air Luxury Cinema. Early bird tickets go on sale now on Eventbrite. December 15th, there will be a launch party for the feature film Jake and Jack that you can reserve tickets for on their Facebook page. There's limited capacity, so make sure you go reserve your spot now. Gene McCain's new feature, Could This Be Love on Christmas, will be premiering at 6 p.m. on December 21st at Four Community Performing Arts in Dearborn. You can get a general mission ticket or a VIP pass on Eventbrite, so get your tickets now. The Michigan film Love Immortal that recently premiered at the Royal Star Film Festival in 2019 has been selected to screen at the East Lansing Film Festival in January. Go check them out. They're a great festival. And that's it for announcements. Stay tuned for Jesse Jensen and Joss Lutley. Uh, But first, here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Castle Heart Studios. If you have a project, a music video, a commercial that you'd like to do, check out Castle Heart Studios. Your project begins here. First up in the studio is we have Joshua Ludi. Hi, Josh. Hey, how's it going? You like Josh or Joshua? Uh, it doesn't matter. Are you sure? Don't matter at all. All right. I can't call you JoJo, though? Whatever you want. All right. It'll stick. <laughs> I'm not going to call you JoJo. <laughs> there is a Corey that we call Coco, though, but it's not this Corey. We work with him sometimes. Um, but I can't call you JoJo. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> all right. So tell me about yourself. You're one of our filmmaking people in Detroit. What do you do? Well, I'm an actor. I've been acting for almost three years now. Um, ever since childhood, I was always doing theater. I was always uh, my older my older sister was actually a performer, so she kind of inspired me. Um, she too is in the Michigan acting community. Uh, shout out to uh, to Christina Nicole. <laughs> but um, yeah, just I went to college for a little bit for theater ended up wanting to uh make the adjustment to film and ever since then i've been having uh the greatest ride i could ask for <laughs> cool so what are the some of the projects that you've been a part of well i got uh we did brain engagement which okay. was uh did really good in the festival circuit i want to say it, that was patrick neff's film yes mm-hmm. great film yeah it was so much fun to work, work great on. guy too oh yeah he's excellent awesome um it, all the people on the set were really amazing. Like there was, I don't think that there was one, uh, off put thing, you know, everything was on, on point. Basically what it is, is a guy is planning to propose to his girlfriend and he doesn't know how to do it. And it's basically like inside out, but 
live action, like, we're brain command inside his head deciding what he's supposed to do and how he's going to do it. Who are you? I actually play Fear. I'm the one that's basically trying to call it off, saying that I don't think we should propose to her <laughs> because we're going to get uh, turned down. But mm-hmm. Is that, that what happens, Corey? You've been married when you, you proposed. Do I, have, do I think of Josh telling me that I shouldn't do it? <laughs> I, actually, I do want to know that question now. Is that what happens in your head? Yeah, I thought exactly of Josh. Josh was in my head before I met him. No, I, that was it's not what man. Just, there are a lot of feelings going around. Uh, of course. All right. I don't think I, I fear was one of them. But Really? Yeah. yeah. Good for you. I think it would cool. be one of I'm mine. I'm confident. Definitely one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of mine. Uh, because you have proposed. Yeah. But for me, it was like a... There was no doubt in my mind she would say yes. I'm like, this is a, this is a pretty easy one. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to phone this and hey, can I get married? Yeah. Like, I made it Tuesday? all. I'm, I'm just going to make it nice. I'm going to do it up. But I could propose to her in like a Walmart parking lot. She would have said yes. Okay. Fair enough. No yeah, fear. Yeah, yeah. You didn't Definitely. need your no service. Well, I made time. it really awesome. And I knew that I made it awesome. So it was like, yeah. Well, there you go. So sorry, Josh. I did not think of you. Uh, when I was proposing to my wife. I, you That's know what? Okay. When my time comes, I will. Hey, and while. that'll be perfect. There you go. I'll be like, Josh, what? Josh, what do no, you think? I mean, <laughs> you call him really quick, Josh. So it was a lot of fun. Who, who are the other cast members that played the other emotions? What were the other emotions? It was um, the same ones? There was, uh, well, I was fear. There was uh, hope, experience, logic, who actually, my sister was actually logic in the cool. movie very fun to work alongside her and there was anger as well and uh humor yes anger he actually uh the guy that plays anger yeah actually took award for best actor and very i cool. forgot which festival it was but he took best actor and in the same festival uh hope took best actress so very cool yeah. congratulations to both of them so what is your next project you want to work on uh well i have a sometime february I think we have um, the circle yes. premiere. I that was our producer Gloria yes. is actually the producer of the circle too. Yes, she was very fun to have be a part of. Actually, I know Gloria very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that uh, was a much more serious role for you. I did have to put myself in a very difficult place to become the role. Uh, I'm used to being very like funny roles. Um, I've always wanted to take the become more of a serious actor, so that's why I'm very excited for people to see this. Mm-hmm. So to to kind of be like, hey, he actually can. I will flip see you the funny at switch. the premiere. Could you tell us a little bit about what the circle is about? Well, I mean, the best way to say it is the show is about you. It's like AA. Uh, so there's a bunch of chairs around in a circle, hence the circle, and there's. Uh, monologues each person has a monologue which is a separate episode yeah and each monologue deals with a different topic whether that be um, alcoholism or cancer or something else some other strenuous event life event that happens in your life and how that person sort of works through it in their head and um, sees how that fits into a normal life right and how they can normalize it so that's what it's about, right? right. Did I do that well? Uh, yes. I don't even. I've not even seen it, but I've been having to pitch it with Gloria recently. Right, and it's. I was actually on set of it. That's right. Really, the second AD. Really, mm-hmm. I, I knew that. I don't know why I didn't know. I don't know. Did you Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Absolutely. Did you enjoy working with him? 
It's actually my second time working with him. That's yeah. right. Because the other time was a comedic role where, yeah. where you got to play a German makeup artist. Yes, yes. What? What was that? The German makeup artist. <laughs> <laughs> on the film office, directed by Josh Oh, you were on the film office? Yes. I, I, uh, episode five, I want to say. The film office is kind of like The Office, but for filmmakers. I. This is my... This is my, the film office is the state government thing, and, but I know. it's not that. Yeah. He needs to call it the film production office. Well, it's, we're already five episodes in. Or, it's or the trailer on set. It's, all, it's we're already on all streaming right. services. Too late. Goodness gracious. Tobby. But it is a funny one. Oh, I've, been, yeah. I've been like, I want to come on. We've been talking about what role I would play. He's just, it's pretty much Luke. He's just writing Luke. Well, that's what all I do is I just yeah. play. No, you play Corey, a, and I play. I, uh, yeah, I just play Josh. I think you play <laughs> a hyper realized version of Corey. I play Josh. Joshua. Joshua, the German makeup artist. I think you enjoy doing that more. What's that? The the the, the, the Joshua. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was hilarious. That's the second German impersonation we've had on this this show. Yeah, last. Shin did one <laughs> yeah, in the last the last episode. episode. Um, actually, Shin. Shin complimented mine, so that's So what was your next project? I'm going back to that. Then the the circle is something you guys filmed with last year. Oh eighteen months uh, ago, right? D- yeah, about uh I wanna say eight months ago. Eight months and ago. And the the coolest part about the the circle is when we filmed it, none of us knew yeah, what that. was gonna happen. So like yes. I knew what I was gonna say, but you guys were all brought in separately yes. and did your guys' roles, so you guys never got to interact right. during the performance. I think that's interesting. I'm, I'm interested in seeing how it turns out. I will be at the premiere. I know it's coming up in February. I don't know if they're ready to release the date yet because they haven't They haven't told me I yeah, can talk I, about it. I haven't heard here. about a date yet. I know when it is, though. Oh. But <laughs> I haven't been able to say to talk about it. So. He's like, I've got a secret, but I can't tell I've got a secret. But uh, I will see you at the premiere. Most definitely. Um, the Royal Star is sponsoring it this year. Cool. So we're, we we signed on to be one of our your sponsors actually within the last week. I'm excited to see what you guys did. Because I've heard a lot about this circle. And I know you guys have been – haven't been able to see any of it, right? Right. None of yeah. us have seen – we haven't even gotten pictures back from – like even mysterious because like we've we've gotten like set pictures but we've never gotten like actual like photos of like mm-hmm. us in the act so it's interesting it's very um mysterious mis- yes very mysterious i'm very well, excited i wish you guys the best <laughs> i will see you in february when they do their premiere for more information on the circle tune in here every week sooner or later we'll have an update for you uh you can always go to their website right uh, yes. Our webpage or yes, Facebook page. Facebook just page Google it. And the it's called Instagram. The Circle. And they have an Instagram. All right. Jesse Jensen. That's me. How are you? I'm fabulous. We know, we, we go way back to, uh, I don't even know. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know, know that's the first time I met you. No. I feel like it was before I even had some of the Royal Star stuff. Because you've been in our industry for a while. Um. Yeah, I've been I've been in Michigan for almost four years now. Yeah, tell us who you are and what you do and what you're working on. I am Jesse Jensen, and um, started my acting career in Virginia shortly after I joined the military. Mm. And I got bit by the bug, probably. Gosh, I don't even remember when it was. It's been it had to have been eight years ago or so. Okay. And uh started studying and just doing as much as I possibly could. And here I am. Let's talk about some of the projects you've worked on. What was your first project here in the state of Michigan? Do you remember? 
I want to say it was probably Harley's film. Harley Wallen? I, yeah, Harley Wallen. I worked with him on Enigma. Oh, yeah. I, remember I, did, I did one scene with him um, on that film, and it ended up being pretty awesome. Very cool. Loved working with him and, and everyone on set. It had to been one of the first ones I did. And more recently, you just had a premiere for... Let me see if I get this right. Devil's Night. God, what's the rest of the Dawn of the Nain. Dawn of the Nine Rouge. Nain Rouge. Is it Nain Rouge? N- I say I've, Nain Rouge. I'm very wrong. I'm I've sure I've heard it's it pronounced Nayon. Nayon, I've N- heard too. N- yeah. Yeah, Nayon. The Little Red Bastard. Yes. Pretty much what it is. He's an evil entity in Detroit. If you don't know about the Nain Rouge, uh, we have an ongoing urban legend here that anything anytime something bad happens to Detroit, like, you know, a recession, floods, whatever, riots. (laughs) Right before that happens, there's this little red dwarf that came over with the immigrants back in the who knows when, and um, he shows up to screw up our lives. Mm -hmm. There's actually a a whole festival dedicated to March de Nain Rouge. And the festival exists to sort of scare him away another Mm -hmm. year. So everybody Mm -hmm. dresses up like the Nain Rouge, to bring attention to him because that's how he gets scared away. It was like a whole thing. I remember, like, I didn't know about this. I did. I grew up like yeah. here my whole life, and oh. I just found out about this probably during the rack five, show. Yeah, five years, five years ago. Five years ago. We know Jason Marker, who is in one of the bands that performs the Dan Rouge. Yeah, I, I found out it on the way back because I remember. I remember I was living in Hazel Park, but the point was is. I was so scared, like that was a real thing. Cause I remember living in Detroit, and oh, I remember living in Detroit, and uh, I was driving a guy home because he lived in Hamtramck that I worked with, and he's like the Nain Rouge. I'm like, what? What the hell is the Nain Rouge? And he explained it to me, and I had really I had issues opening my back door because I lived like you know in the, on Seven Mile at the time. Ooh. I was just like, and I was more scared of like this imaginary dwarf, dwarf <laughs> than like. <laughs> The homeless guy that would sort of annoy me every single night, like, because he would come up and he'd, like, jump on our track, because I lived on a farm. He would jump on the tractor and try to start talking to us. That's the kind of place I lived before oh I lived where I lived. It was pretty cool and annoying. Yeah, um, yeah it's, but yes, pretty, it's pretty phenomenal, that, that, that whole festival. That, that was the first time I had ever seen something so, I don't know, so cultural yeah. in, in any place that I've been to, um, really actually living it and experiencing how they spoke about the resilience of the city and how strong everyone is and how you know cohesive everyone is it was it was just a touch of culture that i really really enjoyed um and i'm really honored to have have been able to be involved with a project that i guess projects that and 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 dives more into it you're gonna go back to the festival this year I think I will. Help everybody scare them off. I want to do it one year. We should do it. It's it's fun. Yeah, definitely. We should cosplay. Yeah. You want to you want to dress people up you all just, the time. Yeah. That's, I mean, I would I'm, too. I'm okay I don't, with that. Jesse, what can you tell us about your role on the uh, on the film? So I was Billie Jean Finnick. She was a vet that came back home and joined the police force and got put on a pretty serious case. You're on the front of the poster. I I am. Well, there's a few. There's a few different versions of the poster. There's one that has. It's like a really good like Nain Rouge um, picture. And then there's another one that has me like in the background, looking all mean and serious and stuff. Badass. You can swear. Yeah. Badass. Badass. I've seen it. 
You look okay. like a badass. Thanks. Did you have to do a lot of choreography as far as stunts and gun work for that? Yes, I How did. How was all my, that? I did all my own. Um, so you are actually a badass. I, I actually, oh, okay. yes, I am. I, Corey? <laughs> I have a cape and everything. It's it's pretty awesome. Awesome. No, I, I don't. And you, um, and you have two kids, so they think you're a badass? They, they do. They yeah. do. They're very aware of how badass I am. There you go. Yeah. They have a super mom. So um, I have a question here for you. What's the biggest struggle you have found being a single mom and working in this industry? Because this sort of, for us, it sort of consumes our lives. It does. It it consumes my life as well, um, as much as I can possibly let it. Of course, yeah, I have course. to have the residual income yeah. job. You know, the biggest biggest struggle that I found was it's there's kind of like a, a humility to it that you have to get over mm-hmm. because you, sometimes you have to say, well, I don't, I can't make it on a short notice or because of this and that. You know, concerning the kids, mm-hmm. and I I had to get past this. Basically, I, I didn't know if I could ask if, hey, can I bring my kids with me or is that okay? Usually, you know, you don't want to bring them with you or whatever. But if you know it's something quick or whatever and you're good friends with the production, then it was never a big deal. But getting past that stigma of single moms mm-hmm. and Absolutely. coming out and being more forward about the situation and actually addressing it head on, that was a struggle for me. But, you know, once they get older and I dep- – I, started depending on my circle of friends, my circle of, you know, supportive group, yeah. if you will. I, I was able to get past that, I think, so. I've been telling know. Corey, Corey and I own Castle Heart Studios, and he just had his second kid, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I say right. I know this. And we were talking about one day we want a studio, and he's like, what would I do with the kids? Because his wife his wife works in a hospital, right? Yes, she works in And I'm just like, so. we're just going to put a nursery in. I mean, think about it. Like, a studio is just a big playground for adults. Mm-hmm. And the next step up is just we can find another little playground inside of that. Yeah. Just bring them to work. Once they get old enough, they're PAs. That's right. Built in labor. I mean, that's (laughs) where I was going with this. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean. But yeah, that's sort of common. I feel like that's common in Europe, but it's not as common here. I think some of us are picking up on it. We have crew shirts, too. We have crew shirts for them. Did I ever get my crew shirts for my babies? I haven't picked them up yet. My babies have them. I have crew shirts. Yeah. We, we had, ordered some. I had onesies made for his baby because <gasps> oh. he just had one. So I had a little crew shirt. You're going to have to get That's that so soon. Cute. She's going to grow out of that fast. <laughs> right. Gonna, I, um, I, I think I bought six-month-old ones. Yeah. yeah. She's already wearing six-month-old clothes. Whoops. Wow. She's a big, big baby. Yeah. I bought four because there was four babies born at the Royal Star this year. No, wow. there's three babies born at the Royal Star this year, right? And then mm-hmm. your, your daughter. At, yes, Josh. At the Royal Star. Yeah. Not only do we film. Five. We, we have, deliver. We deliver. <laughs> we deliver more than films. It's a, it's a little messy sometimes. Yeah. Sure. But when you're at a theater, they've got cleaning crews. Thank you, ushers. Yeah. Mad is awesome. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. so, Do it all. Uh, Jesse, uh, what else have you worked on? What's your next project? Next project, there's a few that I can't really talk about. I am filming Can you this. say they're cool? They are. There you go. So cool. Enough said. I do want to you know, mention Faith Under Fire that also just premiered. Oh, yeah. So and that was directed um, by Joel mm-hmm. Paul. What's the last name? Rizek. Right. Yep. Yep. And um, what was your role in that? That was Melissa. I was a nurse. It was really funny because my my role comparing to Devil's Night was so drastically different. Mm-hmm. And my kids came with me to the premiere for that. And I'm, I'm just like this bubbly 
smitten nurse that just meets this guy that seems pretty awesome and you know she's flirting and stuff and my son's watching me be all smiley and gooey and stuff and he he leans over to me he's like mommy what's wrong with you <laughs> i was like i'm a girl with a crush what's wrong with that so it was just it's funny because Gross. yeah i know mom yeah mom having crushes Why? and yeah so that was that was really cool. I was, I was a nurse anyway, and it was a supporting role, and uh, I had a lot of fun. That's cool working with them. So, so you guys are both part of the filmmaking community here. You've both attended the filmmaker community mixers. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. I don't know. It's why. Still it's hard, hard for me to say. Just, sometimes it just gets like I have to say it. Every but what else would time. I call it? <laughs> that's it. That's the only thing you can call. <laughs> yeah. It. But it's just a lot of words that are really long. <laughs> it's the FMM. It's the, like, we need some shorter words. Yeah. It's the filmmaking, it's the FM, filmmaker FM, community mixer. Anyways, that's the second Tuesday of every month. The next one's January. Hi, it's in my notes, guys. This is how prepared we are today. We, we still have turkey brain from uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> turkey brain is a serious condition, Josh. It is. I don't know why you're laughing. It's January 14th. It's literally the page that was on top. Everyone in my family suffers from it. So it's January 14th, 7 p.m. It's probably going to be at Fifth Avenue. For yeah. sure, it is. Um, so come out and out. It's a really awesome event. Uh, you guys have both been there. You guys have... What do you guys think of it? Tell Corey all the horrible things that you think about that event right now, because it's his. Yeah, Josh. I'm just going to... What's your problem? Let him take it. But no, how, how, has it been, how has it been for you guys? Oh, it's been great. I've met... I can't even count how many people I've Please wanted do count, to... though. Oh, let, let me no, just... I'm joking. Go ahead. But uh, I've met so many people I've wanted to work with. I've gotten to talk with them. I've actually... Someone on my bucket list to work with actually got... Um, I got a role on one of his features. Can you, say who was on, can you say who was on your bucket list? Lance Kawas. Oh, yeah. I okay. met him just, at... Are you on yeah. the mask? Yeah, I'm at the... Uh, I play a small role in that. Very cool. We're, hopefully, we'll be at his premiere. That's coming up. Yeah, I want to say it's next Friday. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'll be seeing you there. Oh, yeah. I'll, I All definitely right. can't miss this. <laughs> I Hopefully, I'll be there. I'm just going to check my schedule. But it's something I've already asked uh, our people to make sure that we're there because that's such a big deal. Like, he's been working on that for a very long time. And I'm interested in seeing what it is. If you guys don't know out there in radio podcast land, um, there was the mask made in the 90s with Jim Carrey, but it's actually based on a comic book that's far yeah. darker. And far more I actually sinister. used to collect all the comics yeah, when I was it's... a kid. I shouldn't have had them as a kid, but no, I did. No, they, they, <laughs> aren't, they aren't the Jim Carrey-esque mask things that you oh, got no. to love and know. Uh, it's it's far darker and deeper. And um, if you want to see that in a cinematic format, um, come and see Lance Lance Kawas, right? Yes. Let's see what he has done with the mask. Uh, that's going to be premiering, I believe, next Friday. I can't tell you where, but if you... Look at our Facebook page. We might be posting about it soon. And it uh, is a sequel, right? He has the first it, yeah, it is episode the on YouTube. Yes. And there's also a prequel that's available, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. And there's really also like there's a uh, addition to the prequel premiering <laughs> as well. So there's he's got a whole Nuts. bunch of them. I don't know if it was the trailer for it or if it was the prequel itself, but one of those just reached 20 million views. Yeah, that was the, the sequel, I believe, that mm-hmm. just hit the uh, The trailer the for the sequel? Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. So those are, have gotten really popular. I know oh, that. yeah. And, like, the coolest part, too, because, like, growing up, 
that was my favorite movie. I always watched The Mask. This is a different mask, though. Yeah, definitely a different mask. But when I heard that they were doing one in they Michigan, on I was like, I... Do you know if they put it on the dog? I don't know if they put it on the dog. I want to see if they do. I I do know. (laughs) I know that Dean Cain is in it. Yes. Did you get to... Yeah, Dean Cain plays a dog. No, You know what? He played Superman. He's played everything else. Uh, Can you say if you got to be on set at the same time as... Um, Did you get to touch Dean Cain? I have not... (laughs) That's what Corey wants to know. I have not gotten the, uh, the chance to meet Dean Cain. Okay. I got to talk with a lot of people who were on set with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he's a very, uh, very nice. Very, it's very cool. Yes. I, yes, it's very, very cool. Because, you know, I've I've heard multiple things, but you're never going to really know until you're actually, like, on set with him. Yeah. But from what I've heard from all the people I trust is he's yeah. he's great. He has did a bunch of movies with my best friend, and they still talk to this day. He's a really cool guy. I feel like Mandolin Carlson. You yeah. can say who you're Mandolin Carlson. <laughs> we hopefully will have her on the show coming up here in a few months ish. Yes. But I feel like Corey and I have come this close every single time. We know a lot of people that have worked with Dean Kane, but we have not worked with Dean Kane. And I don't know like if we should continue to see if we can keep that tradition going. So avoid Dean Kane at avoid all. Avoid Dean Kane. Yeah, like, like we'll invite him to the, the film festival, but we'll walk out. <laughs> just so or, we can are we, this. or he's in a film that we're working on. Yeah, and we're just like, we're not going to be on set that day. Dean why? Why? What's your problem with DK? Nothing. My I mom just have a superstitious has a crush tradition. on him. Well, so my mom has a big crush on him. And when she found out Mandolin was working with him on a couple of movies here in Michigan, um, and I think out in uh, one of the western states, uh, New Mexico or something like that, they did a bunch of films together. It's the only time she was really interested in what I was doing. Like, I put on film festivals. I had done, I had done all this stuff. Like, I worked on Transform. I've, like, done all this different stuff. And it's Dean Kane that caught her interest. She's like, oh, Dean Kane? I'm like, yeah. Why? <laughs> and uh, that's the only time she's really – I feel like she's ever been interested in anything that I was doing. I'm like, I, don't even, I didn't meet him as M- Manda was doing that. So, anyways, Dean Kane, we're going to avoid him. Is that what we're going to do now? No, we should have him on the show. <laughs> But then not be here on that Gloria Day yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> we Skype it in. <laughs> he comes to the studio. It's the only time we Skype a whole uh, a whole podcast. Yeah, he comes here and we stay somewhere else. But yeah, we've had a couple almost run-ins with him because he he's from Michigan. I don't know if right. you guys know that he's from yeah, Michigan. he's from Mount Clemens, right? Yes, I believe yeah. so. Uh, but he doesn't obviously live here anymore. Right. Cool guy though. Very nice guy. He's very nice to my friend. So, Josh, Jesse, no. have you guys worked together? I we have and I mean definitely fingers crossed. Well, guess what? We're doing a forty-eight minute film festival right now. Right now, this what this no in the studio across the hall. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> Jesse, how you doing? I'm fabulous. Wow, introduction uh, <laughs> again. You've been to the community filmmaker mixers, the filmmaker community mixers. Um, I think the film mixers are amazing. Everybody gets to look forward to something every month and have. A scheduled regular meeting and an opportunity to interact with each other and and network and it's not something that's often done in a lot of film communities and I think you know as the Detroit area we're very privileged to have that so thank you it's work but thank you (laughs) it is it's a lot of work that's probably why a lot of people don't do it but it's fun yeah enjoy it yeah Corey's like yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) He's about to pass that role on. Wow. Yeah, to Gloria. I'm to gonna, Gloria. Gloria, Gloria wants will to be, head yeah. them, so I'm going to 
kind of do that so I can focus on more uh, Royal Star. More specifically, Arts though, Institute Gloria stuff. and Ted will be running. And Ted, yeah. yes. We don't want to leave out Ted. So what are they running? The, the mixers. So I'm, okay, I'm, so you guys, you guys are still going to be a part of it, but they're going to be yeah, That's right. Yeah, they're so they're like under that. the Royal Star Arts Institute. Absolutely. I recently became <laughs> a member of the board, so that has other responsibilities that I have to do. Right. So I'm going to pass off some of those other responsibilities of the networking and the community stuff down to Gloria and Ted. Okay. Yep. That's how we do it. We just shift stuff around because there's a lot of things that I come up with. So we have some new things. We have some old things we're working on. I have announced a couple of those in November, like the uh, soup to screen, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing that in the first quarter here. Working on that secretly. Corey doesn't even know about it. Just... I do know about it. You told me about it like Shh, five months ago. But we it, we announced it uh, November, in November, though, at the last mixer. Mm-hmm. But you don't know where I'm going to put it yet. Because we haven't found a venue. Did you find a venue? Uh, I might have. Okay, this is stuff that doesn't need to be on the podcast. <laughs> Josh, do you have any questions for Jesse just about her career? And... So, Miss Jensen... <laughs> What uh? What was your biggest inspiration to get into acting? Well, I never thought of myself as a good-looking person, so it was kind of funny because I was very overweight before, and I wanted to join the military, and so I had to lose weight to join the military. So um, shortly after I got accepted into um, the Virginia Army National Guard, a photographer actually saw me. I don't. We saw each other at like a gas station or something and he was like can I take pictures of you and I said sure why not so I started modeling and I was like okay I can get down with this there were other people that were requesting me so um, eventually I got on a website and a writer director found me and said you look exactly like my character in my film that I wrote I want you to audition for it. and I'm like I don't act I don't know and he was like you're a model you act <coughs> okay okay so I went ahead and auditioned, and it's funny because my acting career kind of started in a flip because most people kind of work at their acting skills and all right. of that before they even land any large role in a feature film. Well, this role was actually a leading role in a feature-length film, and um, I I didn't realize the magnitude of what I had just right. done, <laughs> um, but I was like, this is cool. So that yeah, that was that was pretty much my start to everything. And once the bug bit me, I was just done for. Oh yeah. What was the first thing you worked on, Josh? The the first thing I ever yeah, worked what, on. What was your first experience in film? It was the horror film roulette. Mm-hmm. I run by Eric Steele. Yes, we had him on the show. Long story short, my very first audition, I met my uh, my close friend Sam Carroll. Who, yeah. oh. ever since I met him, it's inspiring like i've been inspired to do a lot he's given me ideas he's told me what i should do and every single thing that he's told me to do has worked out i worked on his short for horror film roulette i was just an extra and i had like the time of my life and then shortly after that he had me on as a uh he brought me on as a pa onto uh john riggs's upcoming project normalton through that, that's when I started to meet all the actors on set, and then I started to get more and more inspired, and it was like, I need to, my foot's in the door, here it is. And mm-hmm. How many years has it been? Coming up on three years almost. 
because I just uh, been doing a lot in three years. Yeah, and I mean not not as much as I want, but I definitely keep him busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's surrounding myself with people that definitely keep me going. But you know, it's actually funny because like the way that you pointed out how it like worked out, like the modeling and all that. It's it's kind of cool because it's like she had a complete like Ashton Kutcher moment. Because that's actually how Ashton Kutcher got discovered, too. He was just in a coffee shop, and a guy was like, can I take pictures of you? And he was like, whatever. I ended up taking pictures. Uh, I want to say it was Kelvin Klein or some, like, one of the top industries contacted him. And they're like, you're gorgeous. We want you. And after that, he got offered that 70s show. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I love that show. So we'll go back to Jesse. Jesse, what is some advice that you would give for people who are just starting off, maybe they don't know anybody, they, they don't have any experience, but they really want to start acting. What advice would you give to them? Attend all of the film mixers. There you go. Uh, other than other than that. Swish. Uh, don't worry, you guys can pay me later. Right. <laughs> um, actually, take as many classes as possible with as many people as you can. You know, not not just classes, but also um, workshops. You know, workshops um, coaches and get involved. Go have coffee with somebody that's in the industry and just I say talk that all about the it. Time, absolutely. Yeah, just have it constantly in the forefront in your mind, yeah. and find stuff that you want to work on. Perform it in front of your camera at home and watch it. Critique yourself. That I, kind of thing will just. I mean, that's no money out of your pocket. I think that's right. the like the biggest advice I can give somebody in this industry is go have coffee. Um, we built the Royal Star and just having coffee with a lot of people. Like I've had a lot of cups of coffee and I've needed them to get what we're doing. I mean, Corey knows we I'm always booking people just to sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. Just to know somebody is important because we're in a we're in an industry where you need to form relationships outside of that. So when the jobs come that they remember you or you know who to go to if you're a producer, but it's about knowing that stuff and what we have as knowledge in our heads, whether that be acting experience or who we know mm-hmm. is everything. It's, it's right. bigger than a resume, I think. Yeah. So what about you, Josh? What kind of, in addition to the networking, what's some advice that you would give to people who are starting off in acting? Just keep your head up and, Stay strong, hard. Don't about get it. discouraged. Yeah, because I'll admit when I started, I was told that, you know, you don't have what it takes. I don't think that you have the look I want to be on camera. And, you know, hearing that, you kind of you think, well, damn, I, I guess I'm not cut out for this. And then you got people who tell you, like, hey, you actually, you do got what it takes. And at the end of the day, it's, it's just you are your biggest supporter. I've I've always been my biggest support. I've always hated being told no. So it's just... It gets that, difficult. Yeah. yeah. And no matter how difficult it gets, I still... It's... Keep going. I'm very... I have my sights set on, on the big goal. And What I'd, is the big goal? To be one of the best actors that Michigan has to offer. And I say one of because we got so many talented people here and it's it's definitely a, a blessing to be a part of it we're gonna wrap this up with 
our final two questions. Do you have a question first, Corey? Yeah, It I looks do. like you have a question. I do. You should ask it then. Okay. So Luke is a unit production manager. He hires a lot of people. Yes. Do you guys, you know, being on the acting side, have any questions about the business side of film? Maybe some questions that you have for Luke in terms of uh, producing. Um, I guess, what is the most difficult thing that you all face in that position? Other people. 100%. There's people that you want to work with, but it's always going to be those people that are going to be the most difficult because you want to work with them, but you have, it, it's a creative process, right? You have to, you have to bring, you're trying to create one solo thing. You're trying to create a film, not a thousand films, a thousand versions of a film. You're trying to create one single idea and you're a bunch of people. And to get on the same thing is difficult. And that's part of my job is to get us all on the same page so we can keep production moving forward so we're not wasting money in your guys' time. You usually work with the people you want to work with, but doesn't necessarily mean you agree with everything they, they say. And that's right. probably the hard budgets are th like they're difficult and raising money is difficult. But like working with people you want to work with and then trying to bring that all together for one single piece of artwork is probably the hardest thing. Um, say you have a group of actors that are auditioning for your film mm -hmm. and you know that outside of acting they're kind of an asshole but the way they are on camera their performance is a hundred percent the role that you need to fill like this is the person that you need do you go with that actor or so i'm i don't actually cast i'm not part, I, I hire the casting person okay. um but if i was casting if i had to do that because i was part of that process at one point in my in my career yeah, because the casting agent has to deal with them either. That's the director's, that's the director's problem at that point. Uh, if they're, if that's what the director wants and they want to work with this person, then it falls, the, the, when you hire somebody like that or when they cast somebody like that, that falls back on the production manager. It's a hard decision. It's one that I don't usually have to make anymore, but I do have to deal with it because if there is a jerk on set, I'm a point in my career though, because we've had this recently this year where there were some jerks on set. Just they fail up paperwork wrong or they're just putting not even wrong. They're doing it wrong on purpose. There's a certain level of jerkiness you can give back to jerky people because uh, sometimes <clears throat> it's just their language. Mm -hmm. I sort of learned. Um, and if they're not divas, they'll usually let it slide or appreciate it because you're speaking. Some people just speak like jerks. I don't know. It just happens. The divas. We had to deal with those two. <laughs> They're my yeah, least favorite. Yeah. I, my least favorite are the divas. Um, mm. But um, I think I deal with a similar way. It's it's touch and go with divas. But very, I've not had a lot of those. Yeah, but like as a, as a director in casting, it's difficult. I think if they if they look the part and they can act the part, at the end of the day, we're all just trying to make the film the best it could possibly yeah, be. Right. And if that requires working with that person, sometimes it's worth it. And then you just got to trust your AD department and your production team to kind of make sure that they're not ruining it right. for everybody else. That being said, there is a point, and I've had to run into this in my early career, where if they're so destructive on set, like it turns to violence or it's 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 running to where it's running a a risk for production itself, then we have to start having the conversation: Do we recast or? Because it's usually at that point you've already hired the person. And you're just like, do we recast? And in, in that situation, we had to recast because it's just like we're not going to fit into this team. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so there is a there's a point of no return where you're like, no, you obviously don't fit here. We have to find something else. And yeah, I would but... say that's in part casting's fault sometimes because we should know these things. Hopefully, if we know these people well enough, but you can't catch everything. So right. Do you feel so, like a lot of filmmakers in this area would rather choose their friends than the best f- for the role? And what what does that do for the production, do you think? As this, as- I think Corey and I have the same idea on this. I think we have the same idea on it because we're, we're working on a feature script right now that we want to f- – film hopefully this summer right we're still doing that mm-hmm. i ask you this every single day <laughs> yeah have you got have you got annoyed yet no I'm, all right good just, you're excited i, I am and the, the question the, the thing that has made us good over the, almost the almost over a decade about a decade that we've worked together is that we try to find people that are always better than us and as we get better it gets harder to find those people but usually those people we don't know I will put myself in an, I don't even think it's uncomfortable now, but it used to be uncomfortable with working with people I didn't know. What I will try to do, if I know I want to work with somebody, I'll get to know them. For me, I like the personal relationship because I can be difficult because I have a certain vision. Corey's far more laid back than I am. I know. It sounds like I'm laid back, but... Unless it has to do with microphones. Yeah. Microphones, he's uptight. Don't I'm a very technical guy. It's very. <laughs> I would also like to kind of answer this question. Because we can only attest to ourselves. I, for one, I, personally, when I'm directing something and it goes for a lot of the productions that I'm on, no. I, When it comes to like a clean slate production, we rarely ever cast the same person twice. We hire a completely different cast almost every time because we're writing something completely different. I think a lot of filmmakers in Michigan do fall into that issue where they're not expanding their talent pool wide enough. And that's why I think it's so important if you have a film, regardless of whether or not you have friends who you know could act, do auditions. It's so important to do auditions. I agree. Because you never know when you find somebody who just fits that role better. So I, I do think that's the issue that people in Michigan have. But I think doing those auditions will solve that kind of thing. So I've, No, it's, you want to work with a lot to, of people. I try to... Especially when you, you guys do a lot of short film. Yes. And when you guys do a lot of short film, you're trying to find those actors that you want to work on bigger films and bigger projects, right? Absolutely. That's part of... Because there are people who do come Short back. films don't make money, but you're using them as a way to find out who around you and how well you are and all these other things you're trying to figure out um, in short film. If you if you know anything about the stand-up comedian circuit, it's like doing your act over and over again at these smaller bars until you're ready for those, those big places, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what short film I, I it was always for uh, for me at least. Yeah, I, I definitely think short films is a learning experience. Absolutely. It's learning how to get better at your craft. So when you're doing commercials and films, that's that's your film school is yeah. actually doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. But you're ready for a feature now, right? Yeah, I'm ready. This summer? Yeah. 2020? Okay. All right. We I, we want to work with the best. I feel like that's how we do everything. We just try to find the best people. Uh, they don't have to be the most talented. They just have to be the best people. And that's always a hard thing for us to... To, to quantify because it's a bunch of different things for Corey it's different things for me it's different things I don't know you're giving me a weird look like that you're like we don't need the most talented just the best well the best is different <laughs> like... for me like the best for you the, we, the, we that's why we work well together we see things from two points of view that are completely different I feel like most mm-hmm. of the time um, and somewhere in between we figured out over the years how to Find the thing that we agree on, and that's usually the best. 
for me, it's like Google has this amazing thing when they interview people as part of their interview process called the airport test. Can I be with you in a layover that's eight hours long? and not want to kill you afterwards. Like, am I still going to want to like work with you after that or whatever? Um, I think that's important for me because I have to work with these people and on a set it gets grueling and knowing that they're still wonderful people, at least nice people after all those hours that you work, I feel like is important. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go around making films and burning bridges with people um, because most of the people I work with will either become my friends or were already my friends. So that's important to me. Corey's a little bit different. Um, I think you're really looking for talent and background. I don't know. What do you look for? I never. We've never talked about this. Well, I mean, I, I think what your you're talking about really attests to crew. So I, it depends on what you're referring to. Because yeah, for when, me, it's crew when you're hiring that's what I crew hire. or when you're hiring cast, it's exactly. very differently. So what, what, you're what looking look at for? from a crew thing. I'm definitely looking at from, like you said, is this some way that I have chemistry and can enjoy things with? Mm-hmm. Because if you have a really talented crew but nobody's getting along, you're you're going to lose value in that. You're going to lose quality. So you got to make sure that people get along. But like we say with casting, maybe we have somebody who isn't great to have on set, but you hire people, the right people on a crew to make sure that it's still bearable. Yes. What I love about being first AD is first AD is in charge of also the overall morale of the crew, making sure that everyone is still having a good time, which is ironic because they're also the people that are yelling at everybody to speed things up. So it's it's kind of like an art form trying to get you to work fast and still make it seem like we're all having a great time and everyone's appreciated. Right. So with casting, yeah, I I think that you could bring on people who are really talented and maybe not so easy to work with as long as you have the right people on the crew side making sure that's not making production difficult. I agree with that. There was so when I was in film school they told us this story in full sail about uh, a production that just sort of got toxic and it just happens sometimes especially when you're in school you don't really you're not picking those people necessarily to work with and it was up to the ad team to sort of bring this they were like in the middle of production they were like in their fourth or fifth day of production and they really need they had like two or three days left and they needed to bring it home but everybody was just hating each other talent all just about everybody there they had it was bad um, they were running over times, and the AD team stayed up all night to figure it out. And one of the professors or the teachers there um, made a, rec- uh, a suggestion. And the suggestion was that the next day when people came in to clock in or whatever we had to do for school, is that one of the, the person that just clocked in before them would write on the other person's forehead a food or an animal in a uh, washable marker. But nobody knew what was on their forehead. And they had to go throughout the whole day like this. And it just turned the whole production around because people weren't thinking about all the toxic things all of a sudden. They were thinking about what's on their forehead, what's on everybody else's forehead. It worked. And I don't know why things like that work sometimes. But that's that's a test to somebody that's like a good AD team where you need to bring people together. You guys do it. I mean, you guys don't fight, but like you guys do D&D. Yeah, to bring your team together to make sure that there's coherence. You play games together, and we yeah. do that too. We have our own version at Royal Star that we do. But you at a clean slate, you guys have these extracurricular activities to make sure the crew gels well together. Mm-hmm. That relationships being formed. So I think those are always important. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that was that episode seven for us. First, a few announcements from the Royal Star Arts Institute, January 14th. Like we said earlier in the episode, uh, we're having our filmmaker community mixer at 7 p.m. Once again, that's January 14th at 7 p.m. at Fifth Avenue in Royal Oak. For more information, you can always check out our Facebook page. Please go follow. Give us a like. Make sure you're looking up that stuff. We have always uh, what's going to be on at the next mixer, uh, the different photographers that are going to be there, the different tables that are going to be there. We're always letting people know. You can communicate with us through the button that says send us a message. So we love to see those. Um, so use it. Uh, the as long as they're nice. If they're really mean, then I don't like seeing them. I, I don't mind. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Joshua. No. <laughs> uh, 2020 Royal Star Film Festival submissions are now open. Please go submit your films. We want to see them. Whether you're here, there, or anywhere, um, check it out at filmfreeway.com slash royalstarfilmfestival. That's worth two R's. Uh, you submit your films there. Uh, deadlines are coming up here, guys. It's uh, December 31st is our first Sup- deadline. Super early Super deadline. early deadline. Can we do that? Like a super, super? No? Super, super, super. Can you put some echo on that? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. It's called Reverb. All right, there you go. The Royal Star Arts Institute is looking for a few great volunteers. For more information, visit simply your email. That's literally what it says. <laughs> for more information, email your name and phone number to Gloria at royalstar.org with two R's. The erg. The erg. This is episode seven of The Call Sheet. I would like to thank Jesse Jensen and Joshua Ludi for coming out, being in the studio, and talking about their film careers and the wonderful community that we're creating here. My name is Luke Castle. This has been The Call Sheet. And that's a wrap. You don't say it. It is a wrap. You don't, right. you don't like. You don't say it like Gloria does it. No, nope, you sound great on your own. Hello, this is Jesse Jensen. The call sheet is created by Luke Castle and is produced by the Royal Star Arts Institute, a nonprofit serving the filmmaking and art communities of Michigan. Executive produced by Gloria Kohler. For more information on the call sheet and the nonprofit, follow them on Facebook and visit them at royalstarwith2rs.org. That was episode seven. We're done. That was very good.